Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Quick note before we begin, the Finding Genius Foundation, as part of the Finding Genius Podcast, has recently completed a book about understanding viruses. So the creation of this book was to interview 100 virologists, ask them a lot of deep, difficult questions, take the most difficult questions, and then re-interview the top 25 or so and ask them the hardest questions I could think of. And we compiled that all into a book. So you'll see question and four or five experts' answers. Question, four or five experts' answers. There's about 30 questions in the book. I think it's a great read for the layperson and for the researcher. talks about a lot of speculation in the world of viruses, such as are they alive or not, and why is it important? Uh, Why do viruses go latent or hidden or ineffective or sit in a person or an animal or another creature for weeks, months, years? and then suddenly become virulent and affect that person. Uh, so there's a lot of really provocative questions in the book. It's now on Amazon. So if you go to Amazon and type in Finding Genius, you'll see the book on viruses. It's also on Kindle. The Audible version is in production and should be ready in approximately a month. But if you want to go and order it now, uh, you can do so again by going to Amazon or Kindle or go, go to findinggeniusfoundation.org and go to Publications. There's an opportunity as well to get the transcripts of all the interviews and to hear the original interviews themselves. If we had put them all together, the book would be about a thousand pages, but we condensed them down to make it juicy and concise and tight and very interesting. So I hope you'll check out the book. Uh, we're now working on one about cancer, but this is going to be our goal is uh, three times a year to come out with these masterclass books that I think will inspire new scientific research. And I hope you'll check it out. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have Jody Cohen. Uh, she's a best-selling author, award-winning journalist, a founder of Vibrant Blue Oils, which is a top resource for essential oils online. And the site gets uh, over 300,000 visitors every year. She also has a best-selling book called Healing with Essential Oils, which kind of incorporates her literally decades of learning and scientific research about essential oils and how they can help support your body and brain. So, Jody, thanks for coming. Thank you. And and yesterday, uh, a new book got released, Essential Oils oh. to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body. Awesome. Okay. Literally just yesterday. Nice. nice. Yeah. And it's on uh, Amazon, Kindle, everywhere, right? Everywhere. I even did the audio book, which was uh, good learning. No, good for you. I, I see a lot of science books, and I think it's a mistake if they put it under a textbook. And um, I know I listen to a lot of audio books, and the whole podcast is auditory, so I think you'll sell a lot more if you have the audible version too. So it's a great idea. Yeah, thank you. Well, very good. Well, tell me about your your background. Like, how did you first learn about essential oils? What was going on with you when you found out? Yeah, I think that um, necessity is always the mother of invention. I first got into nutrition through my second child. My first one was easy. I just assumed I was a good mom. Had another one 22 months later who was not easy. And none of the parenting techniques I was trying seemed to make a difference. One day, a friend noticed that he kind of jekyll hided after eating something and suggested I take him to a nutritionist. The nutritionist uh, suggested we remove certain foods, uh, corn, soy, and dairy. And the next day, I had a different child. 
And it was wow. so dramatic that my mind was a little blown and I decided I had to learn more. Wound up going back and getting a nutrition degree, kind of leaving the marketing world and helping a lot of other you know, parents and, and families uh, with kids and just trying to help them clean up their diet. And then my life hit a rock bottom. My then husband had uh, been severely depressed to the point where it became clear he might die on my watch. And so friends held an intervention and we moved him to a residential treatment facility. And the moment I knew he was safe and it wasn't my job to keep him alive, I kind of was like, I completely ran out of steam. I could barely get out of bed. Uh, My kids were five and seven. I would wake up with them, make them breakfast, pack their lunch, take them to school, come home, crawl back into bed and set the alarm for pickup. And um, after, you know, a couple of weeks of of this being the routine and, you know, I had a full-time job that wasn't going over so well and nothing that I was trying seemed to help. But fortunately, I, I was kind of very much that type A personality when I had energy and I had helped a friend put on uh, an event before Um, life kind of fell apart. And she gave me a big box of essential oils as a thank you gift. And when she was dropping them off, she said something that I found intriguing. She observed that because I was so high stress and the stress hormone is cortisol and cortisol causes systemic inflammation. And when your gut's inflamed, it's really hard to assimilate remedies through the gut that may be um, topical application through the skin or inhalation through the nose would be a better way to kind of shift my energy. And that really landed. And so I I had very little energy, but in working with these wiggly kids, I had learned this technique called muscle testing. And I call it like the 80-20 rule. It allows you to very quickly zone in on if anything will be helpful so that you can either move on or drill down further and find the helpful remedy. Uh, And so I, I muscle tested the box of essential oils with the intention of supporting my adrenal glands and got a super strong yes. So then I drilled down and um, normally I get one remedy, but I kept getting the same five, which confused me until it occurred to me, oh, wait, they're liquid. I can combine them. One question. You said muscle testing. I know a a guy that will essentially, he'll, he'll ask you to hold, I don't know, a bottle of supplements in one hand. and the other hand, he'll squeeze the area in between your thumb and your first finger. That's depending one on way. how tense that area. Yeah, it's weird. Depending on how tense it is, to say yes or no. So is that what you did? There, there are a number of ways you can do it. You can also have them kind of hold their arm level and try to press down. Uh, some people use pendulums. Some people have um, devices that they kind of wear around their waist, and it looks like they're doing a circular motion on it. I when I when I muscle test for myself, I make it really simple. Uh, forward means yes, backwards means no. I used to do this walking through supermarkets. You know, coffee is my favorite thing, but sometimes it's terrible for me. Dairy as well. So I just test things throughout life. So the, I simplified it. But yeah, there, there are a number of ways you can do it. But what you're really asking, there's this idea that we're kind of a blueprint and that there's a blueprint around the body. And um, sometimes, you know, like any blueprint or line, you know, a freeway can have congestion and traffic, you know, a marble ramp can have a kink. You're really trying to figure out how do I put the system back in balance so that it functions optimally. So that's what you're honing in on. Where is the big um, interference and what is it that's going to alleviate that interference? Oh, wow. 
Well, it's cool. It's the first time I've heard of it outside of him. So, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Where did you learn to do that? There's uh, an organization here in Seattle called uh, ART, Autonomic Response Testing. It's a local practitioner that actually people fly in from all over the world to learn from him. But the fact that I have little kids and didn't need to travel made it compelling. So it's like, um, he has a number of courses. I think I took a one week course. That's really cool. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. So you were using this muscle testing, this ART, and you started using it in regards to the essential oils, like singly and in combination? Well, I, I was so exhausted and desperate in the moment. And what I got was five oils and I thought, oh my God, I don't know what to do with this. And then it kind of occurred to me, oh wait, combine them. So then I tested each individual bottle to figure out how many drops. Super new to oils, you know, put it in a shot glass, then topically applied it over my um, adrenal glands on the low back, which is also kind of a reflex acupuncture point. And within minutes, I felt like myself again. I felt like my normal self, like, oh, I could go running. Oh, I, I could clean the house. I could do the dishes. You know, I, I can go to the supermarket, cook. Like all the things that normal people have no problem doing. When mm. I hit rock bottom, like climbing up a flight of stairs feels like too much. Answering the phone feels like too much. Like every single thing is overwhelming. It's like I have zero resilience for anything. So mm. in applying this, I was like, oh, I feel like me, you know, and it, it was kind of this dramatic win. And yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Um, and, I, and you know, I it took me a while to kind of fully get back to me. But when I did, I was really intrigued. Like, why would that work? How did that work? So I started researching, you know, what oils are, how they work in the body, how they're able to cross the blood-brain barrier and kind of work in the brain. And I realized that it made complete sense why they worked and the oils that I selected made complete sense. But I was very surprised. Uh, a lot of my friends were asking what I did and I was kind of giving them little samples and they liked it. And they were saying, you know, you should do something with this. And I thought, oh gosh, this it's so simple. Someone must be doing this already. Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click on Support Us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click support us today. Now back to the show. So I went online kind of looking for someone that was already doing this. And not only did I not see anyone kind of looking at it the way I did, but a lot of the information out there made it really, really complicated. Like I was almost grateful that my mental bandwidth was so little because if I had started with researching, I would have felt completely unqualified and I never would have even tried it. So, um, yeah, no, that makes sense. So, okay. So you, you tried these oils on you and they really had dramatic effects. What yeah. did you do then? Did you look for books in them or practitioners <laughs> or where did you go from there? I did. Well, it's funny. There happened to be a nutritional therapy association conference, like in the next month. And my friend said, you know, it's only $200 to be a vendor. You should try proof of concept. And so I was like, oh, I can do that. You know, kind of thinking like this, this might be silly. Like I wasn't sure that other people would receive it. 
very well because essential oils are kind of relegated to this weird airy fairy category. But we, I think we made like a hundred test kits and there were like 250 people at the conference. We sold out the first night. And once that happened, I realized, oh my goodness, because I kept getting feedback. Like I've heard about oils. I'd like to use oils. They seem complicated. Mm -hmm. I like the way you're explaining them. And to your point on the book, that's actually why I wrote two books. I kept looking for books that kind of would explain it the way I saw it. And I would often, I wouldn't find it in essential oil books. I would find it in practitioners like Datis Karazian, who talks a lot about um, plant constituents and how, you know, they help to turn off inflammation in the brain, but they actually have to cross the blood brain barrier. He doesn't specifically use oils, but all of his concepts apply to oils. And then I would go and look in PubMed and figure out the research and what oils kind of flipped what switches in the body. And it it always made sense to me, but no one had really connected the dots in that way before. Yeah, that's really interesting. So what have you found? What what common ailments uh, seem to respond really well to essential oils? Well, that's actually why I wrote the book. I get a little grumpy when people say like, oh, there's an oil for everything. You know, if you break your arm, go to the doctor and get it's set in a cast. If you're having a heart attack, go to the emergency room. But there are five kind of factors that I see as underlying condition to all health imbalances that are really well supported by oils. And that is kind of calming your stress response and um, shifting your nervous system into that literally state where, for me, please, the world around you can be out of control, unpredictable, and yet you still feel okay. Uh, Sleeping through the night helping to shepherd um, toxins out of the body. You know, detoxification has become super popular and that's great for mobilizing toxins. It's like yelling fire in a crowded theater. But what people don't realize is if you don't open the exit doors and you yell fire in the crowded theater, people are just going to run around and bump into each other and not necessarily leave the theater. So opening up kind of the channels of elimination is really important. And that's where topically applied essential oils can be hugely effective. Well, you, oh, so you don't just apply them, but you need to have a way for the toxins to get out of you. So what are these channels to help you? I mean, yeah. I guess going to the bathroom, being sweating. I mean, how do you well, get stuff out of you? Yeah, the, the pathway of, of the garbage, you know, metabolic waste or environmental toxins leaving the body is, first of all, the, the body has to feel safe to even allow itself to detoxify because if it feels like it's going to die, anything non-critical to survival shuts down. So that's um, kind of shifting into the rest and digest branch of your nervous system known as the parasympathetic nervous system. So that's step one. Step two is the um, toxins leave the cell and they go into your lymphatic fluid. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. The lymph system is really the sewer system of the body, but unlike the cardiovascular system, it doesn't have a pump. So that's why movement, yoga, rebounding, all of these things are important. Oils also can help with the the directionality of the flow. It's then carried into the blood where it then goes to the liver, the gallbladder, the gut, and then ideally the toilet. But, you know, just like a, a freeway where if there's an accident a mile ahead, it might cause backup and congestion. If any mm. of these organs are kind of overwhelmed, congested, if any of the bile ducts are clogged, it pushes things back into the blood. And that's when you either have mild low back pain, 
and uh, frequent urination because it's trying to go out through the kidneys, or you have skin irritation because toxins are being pushed out through the skin. So the lymph is really, um, you know, it's, it's a, it plays a hugely important function and it's really hard to support. It's not like you can take a pill for your lymph, right? You can do mm-hmm. massages, you can do certain exercises, you can use a dry brush, and there are certain oils that you can apply that help both kind of expand, dilate, you know, the, the drainage area, decongest, and, and also kind of help with downward movement. So I'm a big fan of, um, I like to do things the easy way. I'm sure there are harder, more complicated ways to do things. And I've found mm-hmm. both for myself and for those that I've worked with, when I make it hard, no one complies. The easier I can make it, the easier it is to get them to do something. So what are you, how are your books structured? Is it, you know, do you have this problem? Here's what you do. Do you have that problem? Or is it a general treatment of essential oils? It's really, it's organized into the five keys of health, the five steps. And I've also found that the more you explain kind of what's going on, the more likely people are to comply. You know, like when I'd work with little kids, say they played baseball and they were having some kind of respiratory issue or sinus issue, you know, and who wants to stick something up their nose? That's yucky. But if you explain to them, like, this is kind of, you need the oxygen to get to your body so that you can run faster and score more, you know, home runs. Then suddenly they're like, oh, I want to score more home runs. I'm going to do that. You know, so I, I really try in the, it's two parts, basically. Part one is really explaining what's happening and how to fix it. And then part two is giving the very specific oils and the very specific ratios that you can either inhale or topically apply and and exactly where to do that so that you can put your body back into balance and feel like yourself again. Okay. Any examples of people that uh, told you they tried something and what happened to them? You know, any really cool case studies? Yeah. Like the, the biggest aha is so stress. Stress comes from a number of things, but so many people, this used to drive me bananas when people, I've always been kind of that type A personality and all of my uh, health issues are correlated to stress. And they'd be like, oh, you just need to like relax more. And I would think I've got kids, I've got a husband, I've got aging parents, I have a job, (laughs) I have hobbies. Like what am I supposed to drop? And what I didn't realize is that it's not really what your external environment is. It's controlling your internal environment. Like, I'm sure there's a time when everyone listening has been in traffic and someone cut them off and they thought, whatever, you know, maybe they're in a hurry. Who cares? Didn't bother them. And another day, the same exact situation could occur and four letter words are flying out of their mouth. And the Mm -hmm. only difference in those two situations was you and your resilience in that moment. And the more you can get yourself in kind of that, the branch of the nervous system that supports resilience the more you're able to handle the world around you and and kind of not trigger stress hormones. So just really quickly, your autonomic nervous system controls your automatic functions, your heart rate, your breathing, your digestion. It has two gears. If you're in danger, kind of like a gas pedal, it allocates resources towards survival and turns Mm -hmm. off things that are not critical to survival. When you're safe, everything, all the cleanup turns on and when you're safe, you feel safe. And, you know, that's kind of when the car cuts you off and you're fine. You're not upset. You know, your spouse is having a meltdown. It's still okay. You don't react. You know, someone told me um, in order to have a tug of war, you need to pick up the rope. You don't pick up the rope. So 
The on-off switch between these two systems is the longest nerve in the body that most people have never heard of. It's called the vagus nerve. It connects the brain to the body and the body to the brain. It starts at the base of the head, splits, and is most accessible on both sides behind your earlobe. If you feel right behind your earlobe right now, you'll feel a bone. That is your mastoid bone. That is where it is most accessible to the surface. And anything you do to stimulate it helps you literally shift gears into that relaxed state. So there was some interesting research. A neuroscientist named Kevin Tracy was actually surgically implanting a pacemaker-like device on that spot to help stimulate the vagus nerve. And his results were so phenomenal that the FDA approved it for epilepsy, migraines, and depression. And here's the cool, fun thing. You can use stimulatory oils to do the exact same thing. Just put a a drop right behind your earlobe on the mastoid bone. It's like flicking a switch. Suddenly the lights go on, you're relaxed, you calm down. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But what would you put behind your... uh... And your mastoids to, to relax with what oils? It's a combination of clove and lime. And I give the exact recipe in the book. But what was interesting to me is I kept thinking, oh, I'm trying to, you know, encourage relaxation. I should use relaxing oils like lavender and chamomile. But when I saw this research, I realized, oh, it's it's stimulatory oils. So clove is completely stimulatory, but What's interesting about topical application, it's it's a chemistry problem. Some molecules are bigger than others. So clove has medium-sized molecules that take about 20 to 30 minutes to get through the skin. Lime has super, super small molecules that get into the skin very quickly. So when you combine them, you create this remedy that's both highly stimulatory and has kind of an immediate impact. Okay. And so how did you figure this out? Like, what was your journey like with the oils? What what did you try and make mistakes on? Like, you know, again, how did you get a heuristic on how to help yourself? Yeah, a lot of it was, um, you know, intuition first, then like trial and error testing, and then research afterward to explain it. So uh, with the stimulatory, the most stimulatory oils are thyme, oregano, clove, and cinnamon. And so I started with those. And I was working with um, their, one of the easiest measures for heart rate or for the parasympathetic nervous system is your heart rate variability. You know, like if you ever go to the doctor and they're taking, um, they're listening to your heart and they're telling you to breathe in, then breathe out. Your heartbeats should change when you breathe in versus breathing out. And that is kind of the measure of resilience and, and healthy response. So I was testing it on myself and actually my kids to kind of see what what seemed to be the most effective to calm them down. And clove always won. And then I tested different carrier oils. I knew that the citrus oils had the smallest molecules. So I was just playing with a bunch of different things. Kind of like I would imagine making, you know, a new recipe for a food you wanted to cook. So do you have a, a set of favorite recipes that you use for different conditions or can you use multiple things for the same condition? I find that helping the body get into the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system is critical for everything. It's foundational. For some people, just doing that, you know, like maybe uh, they don't have regular bowel movements and that kind of, um, it's the parasympathetic state that triggers the healthy digestive cascade, including elimination. So sometimes that's just enough. For most people, it's a combination of they're not sleeping well. 
either they have trouble falling asleep or they wake up in the middle of the night. So that's a factor. They're kind of uh, more stressed than they need to be. And then they're not detoxifying. So what people don't realize is when you have any kind of pathogen in your body, be it like a virus, bacteria, fungi, um, an undigested food particle, or environmental toxins, the immune system responds to that. And then it sets off inflammation in the body. And that causes problems, you know, like pain, fatigue, um, sensitivity, all of the things that people come to you with symptoms about. So if you can kind of get those three areas in balance, your stress, your sleep, and your ability to let the garbage leave the body, oftentimes a lot of the symptoms will just go away. How many applications do you make of an essential oil and is the effect always immediate? Where does it take days sometimes? Like what's it, what's it like? Well, you know, if, if someone came to me and they've had chronic arthritis for 40 years, I think it would be unrealistic to expect, you know, a magic bullet that would cure them tomorrow. Some of the oils, you know, when people start, I basically say, leave it by your toothbrush and just do it. You know, I have them start with parasympathetic because I need to find out a couple things. Um, first of all, if they actually like the oil, if they use the oil, I I hate it when people spend money and they don't wind up using the product. So that's kind of step one. Like, let's just see how you do on oils, how you feel with oils. And then step two is let's, you know, if if you're not sleeping, let's make sure you're sleeping. And sleep can have uh, some underlying root causes. For example, if you're having trouble falling asleep, that usually is benefited by melatonin support, the sleep hormone. If you're waking up in the middle of the night, That could either be um, you're waking up because your blood sugar drops and your adrenals release emergency adrenaline to kind of give you more energy. And then your pancreas needs help carrying that energy back into the cells. So supporting the pancreas. If you wake up around uh, 3 a.m. and maybe need to use the bathroom, that's often when your organs of detoxification, your liver and your gallbladder are working the hardest. And so there are oils to support them. And then with with drainage and detoxification, you know, it's usually the lymphatic system. So if you, you know, any kind of edema or water retention is a symptom, any kind of swollen lymph nodes, and then often just uh, liver gallbladder. So if you are prone to motion sickness, if you're sensitive to smells, if you get like a mild headache kind of on your forehead, those are all symptoms that uh, you could benefit from supporting your organs of detoxification. Is there a difference between inhaling, you know, by smell and topically applying these oils or can any of them work both ways? You could both work. They work a little differently. Um, Inhaling is great because it goes straight through the blood brain barrier into the brain and your body can kind of recognize the signal that way. Topical application can uh, stimulate a reflex point, which can have a full body kind of uh, response. I um, I personally, for like balancing organ systems, like to apply them on the reflex points on the body. And then for anything related to the brain, I think inhalation is a a preferred strategy. Yeah, I just didn't know some only work one way or another. That's why I asked. Oh, yeah. No, no. I mean, you can do it a lot of ways. You, You can't do it wrong. Let's put it that way. It's kind of like, you know, if you're trying to travel from point A to point B and you like look on maps, they'll give you the route that takes 10 minutes and the route that takes like 20 minutes and you can just pick. You're still going to get there. It's just kind of what scenery do you want to see along the way? What's your preferred method? 
Um, I mean, do you ever put the essential oils on food and just eat them? Or would it be like, blech? I know that Eric likes to cook with like peppermint and things like that. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of like some people like to drink them. I don't think it's the most effective, but if someone's been doing that forever and they love it, it's like when clients come to see me, coffee is not always great for everyone, but I never take anyone's coffee away. What's undone in your, in your understanding of essential oils? Like what mysteries are there still that you're trying to figure out? Uh, The one thing that's really fascinating to me, you know, a lot of the practitioners that work on gut health, like Terry Walls and Dr. Tatis Karazian, they're really focused on um, flavonoids and that chemical constituent that I know is really powerful in essential oils. But it's unclear to me what the mechanism is, if it's actually kind of the physical mechanism of it's clearing the cell receptors, if it's more of um, an energetic signal. Like, I'm not entirely sure. I know it works, but I don't totally understand why it works. I know you can't you know, promise cures or very much, but for any serious conditions, you know, chronic fatigue or cancer or just real, real serious stuff that's plaguing people, have you seen essential oils help or appear to help? I I have no personal or professional experience with cancer. I do have autoimmunity. I have Hashimoto's. And I have absolutely noticed that when I'm able to kind of calm my nervous system, I don't have any symptoms. You know, my numbers, if I go get a blood draw, are still not ideal. But um, my hands and feet don't feel cold. I don't feel fatigued during the day. You know, I, I seem to heal pretty quickly if I pull a muscle or hurt myself. So, yeah, I think that the more you can get your body working with you instead of against you, the easier it is to feel better. So when you first start, do you have just, um, is there a base set of, you know, six to 10 or 12 oils and then you learn how to mix them? Or, you know, how do you literally get started? I don't, I mean... Here's what I really think. People are either do-it-yourselfers or they're like, I prefer to have it done for me. Most of the people that are working with companies that have them buy individual oils, they, you know, they teach them how to do that. I um, give you really specific ratios. The one that I, I always encourage people to start with is the blend that I call parasympathetic, which is clove and lime. And I give the exact ratios in my book, Essential Oils to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body. We also have a done for you version of it. So it's a little bit like choose your own adventure. You know, if, if, <laughs> if you are someone who's been making the sourdough bread during COVID and, you know, you make your own butter and your own jam and you like to do things yourself, you can totally purchase, you know, all of the individual oils and use the exact ratios and start there. If you want to try it and, and don't necessarily want to make it yourself, I have a done for you solution. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, because people might think, how do I mix this stuff? And, you know, stuff spills. They don't know if they have the right ratio, cleaning it up. So it seems like a nice premix would be great. That's what I found. A lot of the people that find me, um, there's this sense of like this fear of doing it wrong. Like, oh, I I wasted time, money, energy on this. I don't want to do it wrong. So I really do try to handhold with here's the exact amount. Here's the exact application spot. Even um, it's funny the the whole telephone game like you're saying apples and somehow people hear oranges i i have gotten to the point where i make extensive diagrams i've made videos i've kind of talked people through i've put it on like friends to really show people because um i mean the reality is it's not it's not like finding a needle in the haystack it's not only one very small point there's a huge margin for error but i think people get anxious about doing things wrong so for your parasympathetic blend 
you know, anecdotally, what do people tell you they experience when they put it on? How long does it take? It's that is the most immediate. That has an immediate impact. People have told me um, it's made headaches go away immediately. It's kind of, they've struggled with constipation for years. They feel better right away. They have a, a bowel movement. They have a stomach acid and it alleviates stomach acid. Bloating, it seems to help with energy, with muscle pain. People don't necessarily realize that um, pain is kind of a signal. And so if you kind of calm the signal, you know, like clove is a huge uh, pain killer. It seems to help. Well, there's a way to in- inhale it kind of very specifically so that it can help with anxiety, with overwhelm. People who are super anxious, who feel like their heart is sometimes exploding out of their chest, the vagus nerve actually releases the neurotransmitter acetylcholine, which helps the heart rate slow down. So if you're able to stimulate the vagus nerve, it kind of immediately releases that and you feel calmer right away. Do you recommend people start with your first book or your newest one first? Probably the newest one, just because I think everything's additive and cumulative. You know, the first book came out in um, 2016. And in the last five years, not only have I learned so much more, but there's so much more research. And this one, I, I really tried to kind of cover all the bases, like including the clinical feedback, you know, that I've learned from practicing, but then also the research studies, because I think there is some, you know, I, I really do welcome kind of critical thinking. And, and I think that, you know, people want to, to see the research and to understand how they work and, and why they work. Okay. Um, if, if someone wants to read and learn, you know, whether they're a do-it-yourself or not, they should get the new book. But what if someone says, all right, just give me the oils. Where do I get them? Should they go to your website or what should they do? Uh, yeah, vibrantblueoils.com. Yeah. And okay, we do and they can have, order your, your pre-blinded. Yes, um, yeah. And we have a, a ton of information there too. I write a weekly blog. It's just a little bit more, um, you know, you, you write a blog on one topic one week and another topic another week. This The book really goes into greater detail and organizes it in a really clean way. Okay, I'll check that out too. Yeah, any other um, advice or hints for people that are suffering from various conditions or, you know, these are really the two paths, book or website? Well, there's also, so I mentioned that I, I tend to be anxious and the thing that helps me the most, uh, one of the things I learned from working with oils is that different regions of the brain do different things and it's really hard to get remedies into the brain. For example, you can't do chemo in the brain because the molecules are too big and only super small fat-soluble molecules can get through the blood-brain barrier. So when you're having an anxiety attack, that is kind of the right frontal, right forehead part of your brain. The, the right hemisphere is known as the rumorator that's overactive. So the easiest way to calm that down is to stimulate the left forehead. And the easiest way to do that is to smell anything. It could be any oil you already own, It could be um, oils live in the peel of citrus fruit, so you could peel a tangerine and smell it through the left nostril. But when you do that, you're stimulating your left frontal lobe, you're balancing the two hemispheres, and that feeling of overwhelming anxiety uh, dissipates rather immediately. Interesting. Yeah, this is really cool. Do do you see it for you, has it been a 100% solution, or has it been only a partial solution? It's kind of unbelievable. I mean, not to overshare, but... I used to have panic attacks in supermarket checkout lines, like especially when they were really long and and taking too long. And there were a couple of times when I, you know, when you start to kind of um, 
feel overwhelmed and claustrophobic, I would like abandon my cart, which was so frustrating because it would take you a while to find out the things you wanted and probably so rude for the poor supermarket employees. So anyway, I, uh, I started bringing an oil with me every time I went to the supermarket and it worked a hundred percent of the time, but not only that, you know, we know that stresses are additive and cumulative. I think that solutions are additive and cumulative. Since I started using that strategy, I have not had any anxiety attacks and on the whole, my anxiety has uh, lessened several decibels. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Well, very good. Jody, thanks for coming on the podcast and sharing all this. And again, people can go to vibrantblueoils.com, right? Yeah, and or they can the, go to boostthebrainbook.com um, and grab the book. Okay. Well, very good. Jody, again, thank you for coming. This is really, really cool stuff. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.